The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody. Another edition of Benched with Bubba. This is episode 18 I am joined by Doc at Positive underscore Vig for our Super Bowl 51 preview edition. Doc, how are we doing tonight? Excellent, man. How are you? Good, good. I could not have a Patriots Super Bowl without my man Doc here. And if those of you that decide to watch on YouTube, he is representing loud and proud Patriots gear. (laughs) We will get to that, though, soon enough. Oh, yeah, he's got the beanie and the sweatshirt going. But before we get into the Patriots (laughs) love, there will be plenty of that. There was, uh, as many of you know, we do our UFC love, and there was a very, very good free card on Fox this past weekend. Doc and I talked it up a lot, tweeted about it a lot, and it kicked ass. It lived up to the hype. The, The prelims on FS1 kicked ass. The main card on Fox kicked ass. Um, yep. I'll let you start with the – where do you want to start, Doc? I thought I liked almost every fight on this card. Uh, I'll let you kick it off. Where do you want to go? Man, that was awesome. It was just an awesome fight uh, card from the prelim – from the fight press prelims to um, the two – I mean, well, the first fight pass uh, card um, – Gonzalez, he hit. That was a nice little small dog. And then uh, Pantoja, that fight was really good. Um, I thought the uh, the undercard was really good. Art um, and um, Sam Alvey. Was a, yeah. It was a decent fight. Um, but I thought the main card was awesome. It was great. I mean, some of the fights were pretty short. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, was, it, was, it was good, man. I, I mean – those cards that look like absolute like dog shit from if you look at it, if you really really dig in, the I mean it's the cards that nobody talks about that ends up being the best ones. Like I've said that again, I've said that time and time again. Like like the one in um, uh, Sioux Falls, Iowa. You know, it was just a yeah. phenomenal card. So a lot of good fights. Yeah, no, we've said that's like a, a, a almost a slogan whenever we talk UFC. It's if you don't know like half the names on the card, tune in because yeah. you are gonna you're gonna see a show because we always say it. These guys are fighting for their jobs; they're Seriously. trying to get paid. Like these guys are going for broke. Yeah, uh, 
like, like Gonzalez on the fight press prelims with the submission from God. It was amazing. Um, oh, a nice Darce. That was a clean, super clean Darce. It was nice. It was amazing. Awesome. It was like it was textbook precision. Um, you saw De Lima absolutely murder Kimball, who, yeah, for one, was fighting at two hundred five. Looked like a pregnant heavyweight. Um, <laughs> you saw just great, great fighting. It was great seeing Nganu. Uh, There's a lot of questions. Was he ready to step up against Arlovsky? He did everything he was supposed to do. He walked right in there, knocked his ass out. Yep. He's he's asking for Kane. I don't blame him for asking for him. I think he needs to slow it down a few steps. Yeah. If they want to give it if they want to give it to him, I'm all for it. But I want to see him go against like a Hunt or a Roy Nelson, something along those lines. Work your way yeah. up the ladder a few more fights, kid. But the sky's the limit for him if he keeps developing. Good stuff there. Um Masvidal. Masvidal, wow. That was impressive. Wow, it was. That was Damn impressive. Cowboy's my boy. I've preached about Cowboy many times. Um, Dana said it, and I don't agree with a lot of things Dana said, but Cowboy, he doesn't say no to a fight, and this might be the time to kind of take a break. Yeah, um, he fights too much. He fights too much. And Dana even said it because it, it, his last fight was two or three months ago. Like The guy just – he needs a break and he, he looked worn down and I'm not saying I'm not trying to take it away from Masvidal. Masvidal looked amazing. But, yeah, but I mean, you, 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 saw the, you saw the first two and a half minutes of that yeah. fight in the way that, that um, Cerrone was moving. He just didn't look right. He didn't look he right slow. All. Yes. Very, very slow. And Cerrone's not slow. His, his, his kicks are usually crisp right to the hips. Mm-hmm. And that's what usually sets his tone to get his attack. He had nothing. He was very slow, off, not even defensive. It was it was ugly. Like you already knew real quick, it was not going to be pretty for for Cowboy. Yep. Yep. Girl, our girl got it done, Doc. We were boom. When we, like I was telling um, George Sports was DMing me, and you slid into his DMs as well. But the one thing I told <laughs> the one thing I told that man, I said when Doc and I are extremely confident in a pick. I'm not saying it's always going to hit because that's that's gambling and especially in MMA. But when we're extremely confident in a pick, it has it hits I want to say almost like 80% of the time. It's yes. like like when like when we were on Nunez as a heavy dog, she kicked ass. Shevchenko yes. went in there and dominated that fight. Just like we she, thought she would. She is uh she is very quickly making a case being put as one of the top pound for pound women fighters in MMA. Um, and week, uh, all I'm going to say is uh, Nunez better, uh, <laughs> Nunez better be ready because Shevchenko is going to bring it. And um, if Nunez does not finish her early um, and Shevchenko is just tough as nails, um, we could see a new women's bantamweight champion. I, I actually think it's going to happen, but that's another topic for another pod. Yeah, no, we we talked about it. We definitely will break into that more, but that's going to be an amazing fight, and I can't wait to talk more about that one. Um, another potential title fight Dana talked about today, which um, it kind of disappoints me because I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but he's already saying when John Jones is healthy and back off suspension – 
he will get the winner of Cormier Rumble. And as much as I want to see John Jones beat the crap out of Daniel Cormier, I want to see Rumble Johnson beat the crap out of Daniel Cormier. So I'm kind of torn mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I, I just, really. Yeah, just. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> like, yeah, I just it's just good. whatever happens happens. Um, but uh, I'm coming kind of the same way. I'm kind of the same way. I guess the bottom line is I just want to see Cormier get his ass kicked. Yeah, but I think so. <laughs> I'm just I'm just sick of his shtick, I guess. But, yeah, me too. Uh, I guess that's kind of the latest and greatest in the news besides like, you know, the, the, uh, the no shit news of the week that somehow it's, it, there's always news in any sport that I just look at. Like the other day I, I tweeted and laughed at the Seattle Mariners announced Felix Hernandez as their opening day starter. No shit. Who are you going to start? Like, <laughs> congratulations. Like, unless his, unless his arm fell off, who was your opening day start? I'd be like the freaking Boston Red Sox telling you David Price or the Giants, Madison Bumgarner. No shit. Um, it's like, so, uh, when Dana White comes out and goes, breaking news, Ronda Rousey's never fighting again, most likely. Yeah. Good for her. She should never fight again. She can't fight. No. They figured her out. <laughs> it's like, yep. That, that's breaking one news. trick, one trick pony. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, uh, when that's your, your latest and greatest, that's just the way it goes. But uh, so it, that's it's kind of all quiet on the UFC front, which is good because they had an amazing card. So that means there wasn't a lot of controversy. But uh, yeah, you rarely get a card start to finish that was that good. I know we loved it. We raved about it. It kicked ass. And like most UFC things we talked about, there's another card this Saturday. And yeah, we're not going to dig. We're not going to dig too deep into it because we talked about it. We haven't really got much into it. But uh, just so you guys know. Saturday night, it's in Houston, fight night. It's free on FS1, the prelims, and the main card. Four-fight prelims, six-fight main card. A lot of good fighters, a lot of names you're not going to know, a lot of names you you might know, actually. So there's going to be some good fights on there. Uh, Check it out. Highly, highly recommend checking it out. Some of uh, Doc's boys we've talked about before, some of our boys, some of my boys, some of our girls. You're going to enjoy the fights. Uh, Some good stuff on this one. Yeah, Jessica Andrade is going to be on that card. She's fighting. She's a heavy favorite. But I think the the fight I'm really most interested in in that one is um, Vic against Trujillo. I think that's uh-huh. going to be a very, very interesting fight. See how James Vic um, recovers from his last knockout loss. Um, Trujillo is a very, very powerful guy. A good one. And then the main event with the Korean Zombie and against uh, Dennis the Menace. That should be a good one. But, yeah, it should be a good card. Yeah, the main event will be good because the zombie, you never know what he's going to do. It takes a million punches sometimes to get him. And Bermudez, yeah. you never know with him. Uh, I always like I always like to see which St. Prue shows up. Is mm-hmm. it the guy that oh, was the next? Is it the guy that was supposed to be the next John Jones? Or is it the guy yeah, that gasped okay. out after one round? Yeah. And then, and then yeah. on the fight pass prelims, if you have fight pass, there is one Nico... Price, if you remember yes. Doc talking about this man, if you thought Ningano has fists of fury, go watch Nico Price fight, folks. Just watch. Nico it. Price gives zero fucks. Zero fucks given. Yes. He's either going to get knocked out or he's going to kill Morano. So, yeah. enjoy the card. 
that's about as far as we're going to get into that one. But uh, before we get to your Super Bowl preview, we're going to leave you hanging a little bit longer because Doc, as the season has wind down, there's no college football for you to enjoy. There's no Doc's dogs for you to enjoy. You're a degenerate sports guy, so you've had to have something to fill your time. You can't just, you know, sit at home and read a book. That's no fun. So no. you've been digging it. You've been digging it hard on this NBA. And you're just a goddamn NBA guru now. Let's talk some NBA basketball. Let's uh sure. let's go to the city of brotherly love. And I saw they have I don't know what they did today or yesterday, but as of like Monday, they had ten wins. I think that which tied all of last season's and just this month in January alone, they had 10 wins and they have the great Joel Embiid, who was just the best human highlight reel Twitter guy in the world who got snubbed from the all-star game. Um, Give us some some thoughts on the whole Philadelphia 76ers revolution, man. I'm really, really happy for Philly fans. Um, It's good to see the Sixers um, be starting to become more relevant in the NBA. Um, I myself am kind of an old school guy. Um, when it comes to the NFL, I always said that like last year when I used to do pods with Rainmaker, I always used to say that the Raiders are an up and coming team and the NFL is a better product when the Raiders are relevant. And I think that's the case. I think the NBA is a better product when the Philadelphia 76ers are relevant. And I think that the fact that they've emerged, they finally put it together. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with you. You got three big men. You got Julio local four, you got Joel Embiid, and then you got Nerlens Noel. What are they going to do with all three of those big guys? I mean, and then they got Ben Simmons coming back after the all-star break um, from his rehabbing from his injury. Um, this is really going to be a fun team to watch in the second half. I don't know how much noise Ben Simmons is going to make. I thought myself, and when he was in college, rated. Um, but I think his skill set is made for the NBA, so um, I'm expecting pretty big things from him. But I always said, even last year, I said that Ben Simmons is a little overrated. But um, – yeah, I'm ex- I'm man, I, I mean I'm a, I'm a Celtics fan, but um I I really like seeing this Philly team make a noise. Um they just continue to like cover they're always live. Um doesn't matter. I mean, they're they're 6 and 4 in the last 10 10 games. Um I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs for right now. They I believe they're um uh, I believe they're like five games out of the eighth spot. <laughs> so, you know, in the NBA, it's like you can have a losing record and still make the playoffs in the in Eastern Conference. So it's cool, man. I'm I'm happy for the Philly fans, and it's good to see. It's really cool. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. It's uh, it's pretty exciting in Philadelphia because last year it's like they're tanking for Ben Simmons, and half the time they weren't even tanking on purpose. They're just that bad. And uh, yeah, this year it's like every night – if you're just looking at the against the spread or you're just looking in general, they're in every game. Like they're there with a bunch of young kids. And like you said, they have something to actually look forward to in Philadelphia. Now talking about Covington's a nice player too. Yeah. They're, they're putting it together there. And I forgot, I forgot. Yeah. Covington. 
uh, well, don't th- don't talk about uh, McConnell as long as they don't trade him. TJ's playing decent, they, they're, but they're talking about trading him already, which would be typical. But uh, yeah, talking about teams that are putting it together, and it helps when you have like a five foot five guy that can put up forty points a game, especially in the fourth quarter. Let's talk about your Boston Celtics, who have just been yeah. banana lands. Um, they've almost taken over first place in the East. They have basically the greatest player ever to play in the fourth quarter. Uh, what's it like in Beantown right now? Yeah, man. Isaiah Thomas, um, he's making his little case for uh, MVP. Um, <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Russell Westbrook's probably going to win the MVP. I mean, because Oklahoma City wouldn't be anything without him. And he is just amazing to watch. He's really, really fun to watch. But this team, man, uh, uh, this Celtics team, they're they're really – they're improving every year. Um, the only thing that I don't – I think the Celtics need is another um, power forward. Um, I like Jay Crowder. Um, I like Olenek. But Olenek's more of a – you know, he's coming off the bench. Um my buddy calls him the clinic, the clinic, <laughs> but, um, but they're really, really guard heavy. Riley, who's up right now nursing an injury, but then you got like Marcus smart. Um, and then of course you got Isaiah, you got an up and coming guy in Jalen Brown. Um, they're just really like guard heavy. It's like one of those guys I feel is going to go. I, I, I do have a feeling that Danny Ainge is going to make a deal at the deadline. Um, Horford's been pretty decent this year. Um, I don't know how well he mixes in. Um, I mean, he's okay from three. I mean, any guy who's that big and can shoot the three, it's a plus, but I don't know. Horford's not that much of a, a scoring threat. Um, I don't know. I don't know about, about, you know, Horford. I, I, I'm kind of, just waiting to see how the whole season plays out with him. But um, yeah, man, they got a lot of good playmakers. They make, they play really good fundamental uh, basketball. Um, They're fun to watch for a while, man. They had like a, some streak. They were just hitting overs like crazy. I mean, their games are going over like, like absolutely like bonkers, like nuts. So, but yeah, they're fun to watch, man. They're they're They finally beat the Raptors tonight. Um, the Wizards are another team that's uh, that's really really playing really well. Um, they're nine and one in the last ten. They've they've won like fifteen straight at home or some sh- some shit. So nice, nice. Well, Eastern it's... Conference, the Eastern Conference is really really top heavy. I mean, you got Cleveland, Boston, Toronto, and Washington, and then after that's the Hawks, and it's like you know, it's just like four teams and shit after that, you know. And Toronto, I really don't consider a threat. That's 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 kind of like the Eastern Conference almost every year. It seems yeah. like it's two or three two or three teams and then nothing. The West is the one that's always are usually five, six, seven teams that, or even sometimes eight teams that could all compete. Um, but speaking of Cleveland, the team Boston and the rest are chasing. They're struggling. Like they had a big win tonight. They came. They they beat up on Minnesota, but it's Minnesota. Um, 
what what's going on with with the Cavs? Freaking LeBron goes ape shit and goes off on Charles Barkley. Like he's not even focused on what's going on in Cleveland. Uh, they've lost. I saw somewhere like five of six or five of seven or something. And they seem like they're they're struggling a little bit. They're looking to make a trade. Um, what's going on with the Cavs? I don't know. Um, Kevin Love can't can't stay healthy. That's one thing. Um, um, I love Kyrie Irving. I think he's a he's a just a dynamite player. Um, he really him and LeBron really mesh well, in my opinion. Um, man, I don't know what's up with them. I, I thought the whole Charles Barkley thing was stupid. How the media made it all. It's like. Like, who cares? Like, give me a break. And, I mean, Barkley's just doing his job. I mean, he's – I mean, the way LeBron fired at him, fired back at him, I, I don't blame him for that. Um, but but the fact that LeBron came out and said we need another, like, superstar, well, you, you have Irving. But I think he's kind of pissed at the fact that love can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I fully expect them to win the East. They're just in a little funk. I'm. I'm not. I wouldn't be if I was a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be concerned at all. They're still going to win the East. I don't. If there's any team, two teams that can beat them, I think it's Washington. Um, I don't. The, the Celtics. I don't. I don't think the Celtics can beat them. I think Washington's can match up well with them, but. I said ultimately they're going to come out of the East, and it's going to be them in Golden State again. So, okay, well, one more team out of the East I want to talk about, and it's not one of the contenders, but it's one of the big names in the East because in the preseason they made the trade for Derrick Rose. They claimed they were the super team. They got Melo. They made one of the most laughable claims about a week ago, saying let's trade Melo for Kevin Love straight up, which is comical. Um, what the hell is wrong with the Knicks? Why can't they Everything. win basketball games? Like, what do they need to do? Just implode and start over? I would. Um, and I would. I would build around Porzingis. I think Porzingis is a – He is. He's a great player. And um, I would just build around him. I'd blow the whole thing up. You got um, uh, an aging Brandon Jennings. Um, Courtney Lee is okay, I guess. I don't know. Um, joke, joke, Kim, Noah, joke, Kim, Noah. <laughs> joke, Kim, Noah, um, oh God, that team is just miserable. You know what? The thing is, is that the other day, I think it was Sunday. I had their team total. I bet on their team total over one Oh two. And they scored like 64 points in the first half and them getting the one Oh two was a sweat. Of course. I mean, they completely shit the bed in the second half. And it was like, and it, 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 yeah, it's typical NBA melt, but it's, yeah. it's like ridiculous, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I, 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 I Knicks fans, I feel bad for him, man, because it's just like, and Derrick Rose is just, I, I, I'd never like Derrick Rose as a player. I just think he's, I don't know. I just don't like him as a player. I don't, just, I don't know. Doesn't I'm sorry. I got to go on a side tangent real quick. You're talking about your your total bet real quick. Uh, so when I was in Reno, 
a week or two ago, two weeks ago, I guess it was our conference title weekend. So we're just hanging out in the sports book, just making degenerate bets for fun. I picked a total to bet, NBA total. It was like 215. They scored 130 points in the first half or whatever. I'm like, sweet. Hey, like 85 points or whatever in the second half. And I'm all, everyone's all, this is in the bag. And I'm all, no, this is an NBA game. I'm going to be sweating this with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Just watch. It covered with 10 yep. seconds left in the game. 10 yeah, seconds. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but sorry, back to the NBA. I, just, I had to, because it's just, it's unbelievable watching NBA basketball, how it just goes like that. Yeah. But um, let's go to the West Coast Conference. And uh, let's talk Warriors because uh, I told a bunch of my buddies out here when they got Durant, they were all excited. And I said, slow your roll. They're going to be good, but be patient because it's going to be just like, you know, when the Heat got the big three, they struggled out the gate. They got to gel together, blah, blah, blah. It took the Warriors a little bit. They, they, they were winning, but they weren't winning dominantly. It took a little while. The last few weeks to three weeks or whatever, it's been mayhem. They've been routing teams, blowing them out. Before this past week, they're averaging victories by like 19 points a game. It's been bloodbaths. Um, mm. I don't see anybody stopping them anytime soon. I think they have a great chance to win it all. Do you see anybody stopping them in the West, let alone to take it all? Uh, Memphis. I know it's a bold statement, but Memphis matches up well with them. Um, Houston matches up well with them. Um, Spurs are not a threat this year. The Rockets and the Grizzlies match up the best, uh, match up the best with Golden State, in my opinion. The Rockets are a sneaky good team. And, well, they're not sneaky good. They're good. Um, Harden is having an unbelievable year. Um, they actually somewhat play, uh, Defense. Um, what? He knows yeah, how to do that? Play some, yeah, believe it or not, they do actually play defense. I mean, better than last year, that's for sure. Well, you know what? You know what? You know why they do? You know, you know why they play defense, right? It's because they have a former Wisconsin Badger player. They have a former Wisconsin Badger player regularly now. <laughs> Sam Decker. He's, he's getting Sam real Decker, yeah. Bo, Bo, Ryan, Bo Ryan taught defense. And so it rubs off on the rest of the team. Yes, he did. It rubs off. On Wisconsin. Yes, yeah, sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, but I, I I like the Rockets. I like the the team they have there. Um, they got a little bit of depth. Um, I like Memphis a lot, man. I do. Uh, I like Gasol. Um, Conley's a magnificent point guard. Tony Allen's a very good defensive player. Um, they match up really well, and they play defense. They're probably, I think, they're the best. I think they're the best defensive team in the league. If not, definitely the Western Conference. Um, they're good. Grizzlies are good. Grizzlies are a threat. But um, Warriors are probably going to go to the Western Conference. Um, but if there's any threat to them, I think it's the Rockets and the Grizzlies. I think those team, those two teams match up the best. Because that's the that's the surprising thing that a lot of people don't pay attention to with the Warriors. They just think they go and score 140 points. They play defense, like really good defense. They do. Right now. Yeah, yeah. I I would say yeah. I'm, you know what? 
I'm going to retract that statement. I think Golden State's the best defensive team. I, I totally wasn't talking about them. They're very, yeah. very solid defensively. Yes. So it's kind of like Memphis when we get to talk. About, it's about. It's like when we get to talk about the Super Bowl, people forget about the teams we're about to talk about in the Super Bowl. They play defense as well, and yes, uh, the Warriors play really, really good defense. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing that Memphis one just for the fact that. Um, they always do have a really good team. It seems they just come up like just short. Like uh, Gasol right. is a hell of a player. Conley's really good. They always just seem to miss like that one extra scorer. Mm-hmm. They're just missing like that one guy. And uh, like side note, it'd be a hell of a party because I don't know if you've been to to Memphis and seen where their stadium's at, but uh, it's literally right on Beale Street, and that would be outstanding. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I, yeah. I know. I, yeah. I know what you mean. That would be a freaking good time. But um, anything else you want to hit up NBA style? Any DFS notes that you've been catching on to, or anything like that? Um, I've been doing pretty well with DFS. Um, I haven't really catched like really, really big. Um, I've had some pretty good nights where I've come up ahead, come out ahead, but um. Yeah, trying to get a, uh, that daily pod going, and i um, going to try to get that going soon. I've just been really, really busy, but um, I think we're going to try to make that happen. But um, it's fun, man. It's it's a lot of fun. I was actually going to take, like, a break from, like, <laughs> you know, take a long break in the NBA and just gear up for baseball, but that's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why we're called this sports DJs, Doc. There's a reason. Yeah. I, I, remember, reason. Just... I remember we had this talk last year. You're going to take baseball season off. How'd that work out for you? Yes. I, I remember we had that talk too. <laughs> so it's just one of those you just accept it and move on. Yeah. You know what? It's like this. It's like, uh, do you remember the ESPN Ron Burgundy thing? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's like, you know. So it's like, oh, so you're going to take a break. You're going to take a break over the NBA season. <laughs> That's never going to work. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just got to be honest with myself sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's just better to just accept it and move on. Yeah, and like we said, we are moving on, and we are moving on to in football, in NFL terms, the granddaddy of them all. It's not the Rose Bowl, but in the NFL, it is the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Fifty One, live from Houston, NRG Stadium. The Atlanta Falcons representing the NFC, thanks to a beatdown of the Green Bay Packers, versus. The New England Patriots, after a beatdown of the Pittsburgh Steelers, this one should be a good one. You have two high, high-powered offenses. And like I mentioned real briefly about the Warriors, two very, very good defenses that people don't always talk about. Um, we'll get going on this one. We're going to kind of go back and forth a little bit here. I'll let Doc get started. Um Doc, what are some of the big factors you're kind of looking at that kind of favor the Patriots 
over the Falcons? Uh, first thing's experience. Um, it goes from coaching to the players, the quarterback. Um, it's huge. Big, big, big edge for the Patriots. Um, it doesn't, I mean, experience is it's just, it's huge. And uh, this is the seventh, this is the seventh Super Bowl appearance for Brady and company. So um, they definitely have the advantage there. Um, although Quinn has been to three, of the past four Super Bowls. Um, so he has a little bit of experience, but as far as the team is concerned and the rest of the coaching staff, like Shanahan, um, the Patriots have a definite advantage there. Um, quarterback, I don't think that the Patriots have that big of an advantage because Matt Ryan's just having an unbelievable year. But you look at, Tom Brady been this year um, in the regular season only through two two interceptions. Um, he has the league's lowest sack percentage backs, uh, 10.6%. Um, and also I think the Patriots are in the trenches where I think the game is won more often than not believe that the Patriots have a advantage there. Yeah. Uh, tough one to argue on those points right there. Like you said, Brady's seventh appearance, Brady and company. He's going, he's trying to become the first quarterback to win five Super Bowls, which is crazy. One major factor you left out is they already have the upper hand because they stole Shanahan's backpack for 30 <laughs> minutes. So it's backpacking. They already have the game plan. They, uh, they went full Wake Forest. They already have the game plan, and they'll be able to uh, – they already know the opening drive. Um, so they got yeah. that going for them. Backpack gate. Um, Backpack gate. But uh, – sorry, I had to go there. Um, but um, <laughs> I think it's going to be great because you got, you got Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, two quarterbacks, most like – okay, Rodgers is amazing this year. But basically 1A and 1B is – the two MVP candidates of the season, two best quarterbacks in football this year, right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two of the best. So right there, you, that's what you want to see in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you got two great running games where you got Coleman and uh, Freeman for Atlanta. You got Blunt, Lewis, and um, I am totally brain farting right now. James I White. had them on all my fans. Yeah, I had them on all my fans teams from Wisconsin. How did I fuck that up? Um, <laughs> right there. So you got those ideas. Like you can either pound it up the middle with, with blunt or you got where I think it's going to be sneaky, especially for the Falcons. Cause like you said, the trenches, I think where the Falcons have a big advantage is the passing game with the running backs out in the flats. Cause that's where the Seahawks had some success in that Super Bowl game is yeah. out in the flats kind of wheel routing and stuff. That might be something to pay attention to. Um, and then a lot of it's going to be uh, Muhammad Snoo because the one thing – what I did were our, me and my buddies for the title game against Green Bay, we took Snoo prop over four receptions. He had that like in the second drive. Nice. All these teams are going to double up on Julio. Everybody knows Belichick very well. He finds the thing that kills you the most and he takes it away from you and he makes you beat him elsewhere. 
He's going to take Julio away right out the gate. Mm-hmm. At least that's my opinion. That's my opinion. You've watched plenty of their games. You know this. Um, now, other side of the ball, Falcons D is outstanding. Problem is, Brady's got a bunch of weapons. Yep. So, it's going to be real interesting. It depends. Does Do they want to run the ball or do they want to – I think Malcolm Mitchell is the X factor. That's my two cents when it comes to the Patriots. I think he's having a big boy game because the Falcons saw what Hogan did in that Tyler game, and at least Malcolm Mitchell to have some fun. Yes, but uh, agree hundred percent. I think I think it's a uh, I think Mil- Mitchell for the Patriots and Sanu for the Falcons are your two big boys to to have games that aren't really being talked about. But. Yes. Uh, what are you kind of seeing play out in this game, Doc? Not prediction-wise, but, like, what are you seeing has to happen for, like, your Patriots to take care of business? Um, the Patriots, two things. When they're on offense, um, they, they're going to want to establish the run. Um, I think they're going to run the ball a lot, and I, think, I don't think they want to get in a shootout with Atlanta. Um, and on the defense, I think their main thing, there are two main things that they want to do. They want to take Julio out and they want to limit the run. I think the Patriots' defensive strength is their run defense. Their interior defensive line is extremely stout. Um, and they have a ton of depth on the defensive line as well. That is where I think the Patriots have, like I said, in the trenches, I think they have the advantage there. They must force Atlanta into third and longs. They have to. Um, the fact that, like, one of the Patriots' defense, uh, the, one of the weaknesses on the Patriots' defense, in my opinion, is their – I'm not going to say their inability to get to the passer, but – at times, their pass rush is inconsistent. Um, they have good pass rushers. I mean, Chris Long is good. Um, uh, oh, God. Uh, Ninkovich, he's a pretty good pass rusher. Um, Trey Flowers is a pretty good pass rusher. Um, but they're not, like, super explosive guys. Um, but they have to force Atlanta in the third longs. If they give... If Atlanta gets five, six yards a pop on first down, um, that's going to make it difficult for the Patriots. So success on first and second down is a, a big key. And, I'm, I mean, that's pretty simple with every every game. But I think in, in truly in order to stop this Falcons or to limit them, yeah. um, you they definitely have to force them into a lot of third and longs. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. Um, when it comes to the Falcons, what I'm thinking, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it's all about pressure, 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 because you've seen that in the two Super Bowls that Brady has lost. It's He's on his back a lot, and he's on the move a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you let Brady get comfortable. We've seen it many times. He's going to pick you apart, and you saw that in the games – even against Pittsburgh, there were some of those plays to Hogan. Brady seemed to have like 20 seconds back there. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Hogan's wide open in the back of the end zone. You're like, what the hell just happened? So right. um, you got to find ways to get there. 
and and luckily for uh, luckily for Atlanta, uh, they have some big boys that uh, I'm pulling it up right here. Just give me two more seconds. Um, oh, it's just the playoff stats. God damn it! Um, one second. They have some of the top uh, sack masters in the league this season. And here he is. Vic Beasley, 15 and a half sacks this year. That was the name I was looking for. So get Vic Beasley in Tom Brady's kitchen. That'll be a big, big game changer right there. That yes. has to happen. That has to happen. And, uh, yeah, avoiding third and long will be huge. But more importantly, uh, they have to find a way, and it's going to be tough, but uh, they have to get Julio involved. As much as I said Sanu is going to be big, and he has to be big, but Julio has to be involved. As much as as much as much Belichick's going to take him out of it, if Julio doesn't do anything, they're not going to win the game. It's that simple. Julio can't yeah. be a non-factor. So, Agree, agree. It, it's just there's no ends like he, he he's not going to be able to not do anything and still win the game. So, yep. Uh, and and you like you also said is uh, how New England wants to slow it down. Uh, that's fine for Atlanta. They they can play the speed game. They can play the slow game. Um, it's more important for New England. I agree because New England doesn't have that as high powered as offense as they usually do. They're still very good. Right. They can if they have to but they're not what they mm-hmm. once were. So that makes right. sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, let's get into it. Give me uh, – I know I have an idea where you're going with this, but uh, give me your prediction <laughs> and uh, give me your game MVP. Okay. Um, I know in the last pod we did with uh, with uh, with Duncan that I said it was uh, 37-33, I believe. I think the Patriots win thirty-four to twenty-seven. Um, Tom Brady is going to win the MVP. I think this game will be extremely low scoring in the first half and second half. Um, but I think the Patriots hoist. I think the Patriots get one for the thumb. What score did you say? Thirty-four twenty-seven or thirty-one? Thirty-four to thirty-four to twenty-seven. Yeah, I can see that. That is good for the over. And Tommy Brady. Okay. Well, we talked about this. You've seen my prediction for the write-up for tomorrow. Um, yeah. We're not going to get along here for a few minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was hard for me because it has nothing to do with my Dolphins fandom. As much as I dislike the Patriots, we've talked before, I respect the shit out of them. And – I've, this is hard for me to do because I have such like a hard feeling that the Patriots are going to go full Patriots here and they're going to find a way to do this because they are the Patriots. It's what they do. Um, but it's just something about these Falcons. And the other factor, if you just want to buy into the stupid Vegas logic, it's almost 70% of the tickets are on New England and the line has not moved. Vegas yep. has not moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't, that doesn't always mean anything. Obviously, mm-hmm. means shit. game still has to be played. But um, I liked Atlanta when the game came out. I just liked where they're playing. But New England's New England. Um, I totally agree. You'll see in my write up. I love the first half under twenty eight and a half. 
That's probably my favorite play. If you have to play one play, play that play. Uh, given yes. two weeks off of both these defenses and game planning, uh, first quarter under, I love a lot. It's going to be slow going and feeling out. Second half over, I love a lot. As you saw by Doc's score, he likes the first half under, like you said. Second half over, play that. Those are my two favorite plays right out the gate. But I like Atlanta, and I like them to win. Um, give me Atlanta. Oh, the over-under is 59, so I like the over. Give me Atlanta. 34 to 31 on a Matt Bryant field goal to end the game. And give the MVP. Uh, Matt Ooh. Ryan's too easy. Matt Ryan's too easy. Let's get let's get let's get weird. So I got the odds right here. Let's get weird. Matt Ryan's too easy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Muhammad Sanu. I was talking him up. Muhammad Sanu, he's 80 to 1 to win the MVP. Go, Muhammad Sanu, just for fun. Knock it out with Muhammad. 34 31, Falcons. Just to make yeah. a difference. Just so Doc can get really pissed at me and talk <laughs> shit to me on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And before we move on from this, because we're going to do some prop bets also, but before we go to the prop bets, I heard a good one today on. Many of the, you know, all these guys are going through Radio Row and they're all promoting their crap. And Tim Brown, sure. he's still not disgruntled at all about losing to you guys no. and, you know, at all. Not at all. No, no, no. This, and I'm, I'm surprised, I'm surprised it's taken this long to hear this. This is new to me. He flat out came out today, said Tom Brady would never have been a starter in the NFL if the tuck rule never existed. He's full of shit. The balls on him. Dude, he's he's so butthurt, it's unreal. Like he's butthurt. Ask him that was, ask him how it's a bowl game after the Heisman went. After his yeah, bowl game after the Heisman went. There's like a point where you just need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And just like, like come, come on, man. Stupid. Give the guy some credit. Look what the guy has done for crying out loud. Stupid. Stupid. I saw I saw that, and like I said, I'm not a Patriots fan. They're like my arch enemy, but shut up. Yeah, please. <laughs> like, just, just, Brady's, just Brady's one of the best ever. Shut up. <laughs> just, tell, just tell the I dude to it. stop talking. Just tell, just tell the dude to stop talking, like for real. I wish I, I wish I would have been I wish I would have been the guy interviewing him and like when he would have said that out of his mouth he would have had like oh it'd been great. Wow. All right, let's get into some prop bets real quick and we'll wrap this bad boy up. Uh, we'll go back and forth on some of the ones we like. If you have some with you, Doc, let's start. Give us your first prop bet, Doc. Okay, prop bets. Um, my first one is. Um, Give me one second here. Uh, LeGarrette Blount, um, rush attempts over 14 and a half at plus 110. Um, I think the main thing that the Patriots want to do in this game is establish the run. Um, He hasn't gotten the heaviest workload in the playoffs. And in Houston, he was, he was, he didn't get see much action at all. Um, uh, Dion Lewis is a guy that a lot of like people are looking at. I don't, think Deion Lewis is going to run the ball much, um, especially in between the tackles due to the fact that he fumbled twice 
in the divisional game. I think it's in the back of Bilicic's mind. So um, I think Blount's going to get a heavy workload of the uh, uh, a lot of carries, and I think he gets over 14 and a half carries. All right, all right. I can get behind that. Um, just so you guys know, Doc and George Sports came out with a combo props package. It's free. You don't have to pay for it like some other sites that are promoting them online, not for $9.99 or whatever price you can find. Um, it is free <laughs> online. Uh, just got posted tonight. So don't it's, – it's, it's, it's elite for free. Um, check it out. It is elite. It is elite. Uh, uh, don't worry about it. It's free. Just like our DFS info. It's not $19.99. It's free. Uh, check it out. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll give you some here as well. I just downloaded the uh, Super, uh, El- Las Vegas Superbook, 31 pages of props. I'm going to start out with who will have more, Isaiah Thomas three-point field goals made or Tom Brady touchdown passes? Isaiah Thomas minus one and a half three-pointers made. I took that at plus 130. So basically Isaiah's got to have more threes than Tom Brady, but minus one and a half Isaiah threes at plus 130. So yes. I'll go with that one. I'm get, I, I did a bunch of the weird ones. So we're going that route. What's up next for you, Doc? Um, this one really caught my eye, and I actually I actually already did it. Um, already hit this one. Um, it is Tom Brady rushing yards over two and a half at plus a hundred. What? Everybody knows, yes, yes. It's Quarterback there. sneak all day long. He does it like four times a game. Yeah. Tom Brady's one of the slowest quarterbacks. We all know that. But um, he always gets those garbage yards. And, yes. And he always, he's also good for a sneak a game, which could be a yard or two. He's definitely going to get wow. over two and a half rushing yards. I think this is the best prop that – it's prop bet. I mean, in terms of, I mean, granted, I wish I was getting like plus one thirty or whatever, but at plus one hundred, even money, I I love this. I love this prop bet. I love that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. Um, I'm going with this one. Like I said, these are off the wall ones. Who will have more? I'm going. Uh, Indiana's playing Wisconsin on Sunday. Indiana first half points <laughs> minus half minus one ten over Patriots total points. I'll be taking Indiana first half points. So if Indiana can get me about thirty five first half points, I think I'll be in the money. Which is asking a lot sometimes against that Wisconsin stingy defense, but Indiana puts up points. So I'm gonna take my gamble there. And uh, we're gonna take Indiana first half points over the Patriots total nice. points for minus one ten. So we're rolling with there. Let's go with a couple more. Doc, what do you got next? Deflate gate. The word deflate gate said over one and a half times. And this oh, is God. after kickoff. I'm only. It's plus 165. Um, plus 165? Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I'm, I took a small shot with it. Um, with, I mean – especially with the whole Goodell, Brady, Belichick angle. Um, you'd have to think that Joe Buck and the crew wow. think they're going to say deflate gave more than, more than twice. So yeah, I'm going to, uh, so. going to recommend that one. 
All right. Here's another one for me um, who will have more. The Clippers are playing the Celtics on Sunday. Give me DeAndre Jordan, total points minus half at minus 110 over the Patriots and the Falcons first quarter points. Ooh. So DeAndre Jordan, total points basically over the Falcons first quarter points. Give me that one. I like you. you What do you got next? We'll do, we'll do two more. Okay. Two more. Um, Yeah. We talked about Malcolm Mitchell earlier. Um, I think he is in store for a big game. Um, Scores a TD at plus 235. Um, Outstanding. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think, I think Mitchell's going to have a big game. I do. So uh, sign me up for that one. Plus 235 Malcolm Mitchell scores a touchdown. Yep. I will, I will get behind you on that one right now. I will jump on board on that one. Um, Who will have more warriors are playing the Kings on Sunday. We know the Kings don't play defense. Give me Steph Curry points plus assists minus two and a half for minus one ten value. Patriots plus Falcons first half points. So so Curry's points plus assists minus two and a half have to be more than the Patriots and the Falcons first half points. I told you I like under twenty eight and a half. If they get under twenty eight and a half, I really like my chances. Yeah, that's not that's so not bad me- at all. So give me Steph Curry, points plus assists. Yeah. Last one, Doc, what do you got? Oh man. Uh I I have not I have not hit this one yet, but I'm going to. Um excuse me one second. <coughs> okay. I got that out of the way. Um I'm gonna go. <coughs> Man, where is the uh, defensive or special teams touchdown scored? Oh, that's always a good one. <laughs> um, I believe it's plus like twelve hundred or something. Yeah, let me find it. I haven't bet it yet, but that's that's something I'm always looking at. Um, it's just in terms of value to just take a small, small uh, put put a strong change on that one. Um, I cannot find the effing thing, um, but I do like that. I saw it last night when I was doing the write-up. I believe it's plus 1250, if my memory serves me correct. Okay, and then I'm trying to find my Malcolm Mitchell page real quick. You got my attention with that Malcolm Mitchell one. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh it's not, I was hoping for plus value with that one. Damn it. It's not good. Oh, jackpot. Okay, I found my Malcolm <laughs> Mitchell one. Okay, you got the good one with the touchdown at plus 230. My last prop bet of the day will be Malcolm Mitchell over three receptions for plus 130. I love it. I love it. Give me Malcolm Mitchell plus three receptions over 130. Well, there you go, folks. That's five prop bets each. That's two game predictions that are sure to confuse you since we both picked opposite. Hey, but we both picked the over, so that might help you a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it's going over. Yeah, it's going to be a slow starter, which most most of these games usually are, in my opinion, just because all that prep time, lag time, downtime, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, it should, should be a good one. These are – 
on paper the two best teams in uh, in both in both conferences, in my opinion. Uh, I'll let Doc say something here in a minute, but uh, in my opinion, the two best conferences, the uh, two best teams. But uh, should be a damn good football game. I uh, hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, it's a good pod, MMA, NBA, football, always good stuff. But most importantly, enjoy the game with your family, friends, whatever you're doing. Be safe, though. Someday they'll move the game to a Saturday, so we actually enjoy our day off after. Um, any last <laughs> words? Any, any last words, Doc? Uh, it's always a pleasure. It's good to have you back. Uh, now that things have slowed down, we'll do more of our old school one on one bench with Bubba's. But uh, any any last words as you're going into your uh, a big big weekend for you? Yeah, it's a big weekend, um, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it should be a great game. Should be a great game. But um, if I could give any advice, don't don't bet on every single prop you see because you you want to enjoy the game. Um, just I don't know. I always say it in my pod, but bet responsibly because if you end up betting on everything, then you could find yourself like you know just not enjoying the game at all and losing a shit ton of money. So um, just. That that'd be my two cents, but um, yeah, it's a great game, man. I'm 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 pumped. I'm glad I'm just about over my sinus infection, which kicked my ass for six days. Um, but um, man, what a season it's been! I, it, it's it's bittersweet, man. It's bittersweet the the end of football season because it's just like now we got to wait till like what August September. Rolls around, but um, signing day, signing day was today. So it was a big day. Um, So that's another sign that college football is, you know, getting closer. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the beautiful thing with uh, the era we live in, with social media and everything. It really never ends. Just because there's no game, just because there's no games, it never ends. Yeah. Uh, And the bright side for a guy like me, pitchers and catchers report in two weeks. Um, any fantasy baseball nuts out there, myself and Richard from the site, starting Monday, your fantasy baseball rankings start with catchers, and you'll get rankings every Monday and Thursday until all your positions are out. So that starts on Monday. They are coming out fast and furious. So look out for that. That is starting on Monday. They're already in my inbox, so it's coming your way. Um, hey, Bubba, yeah. Bubba, real quick. Yeah. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. What you got during the summer? What's my favorite day of the week? Your favorite? Oh fuck! Your favorite day of the week is usually like Wednesday or Thursday because you get to do double dips of the Jortaculars. When there's day baseball <laughs> and yeah. then like baseball because you get the double dip, which is oh, usually Wednesday it. or Thursday. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it took it. me like one. It. it took me a split second that I figured it out. <laughs> I. You know what? You know what? And I was like, um, I was looking over my score app, and I for some reason I hit MLB, and then I saw like the February games, uh, you know, the spring training games coming up, and whenever, not not in February but March or something like that. And I just like thought about like the Wednesdays during the summer. It's like, yeah. oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. I yeah. Love it. In our in our sports DJs chat, here comes Doc at eight a.m. in the morning, eight a.m. my time. Hey, uh, are we doing two 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 games today? Like a, a day slate and a night slate, 
Anybody? Anybody? Like a goddamn crack addict. Anybody? Anybody down to do like a day slate? Anybody? <laughs> oh, dude. I'm like, dude, it could be like teetering. It could be like teetering. Like the day slate is like five. And then the, the night, the evening slate's like 10. And I'm like, hey, George. Yeah. You know, day slate wouldn't be a bad idea, man. Wouldn't be a bad idea if you did one. So, yeah, those are a lot of fun, man. I'm, 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 I'm super pumped. I'm, I'm pretty pumped for baseball season. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like people know that that's my passion. That's my deal. But uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. They're going to be great. It, football's over, which sucks. It's going to be a great game Sunday. But uh, NBA's cranking up. Hockey's been awesome. Uh, college basketball cool. is in full swing, and it's bananas. Like every night, something crazy's happening. This past weekend, all the upsets. It's freaking chaos. Um, the tournament, should, yeah. the tournament should be nuts. And keep an eye out. Doc and I have been talking. We're going to have something really interesting on the site come tournament time. Um, keep an eye out on that. And then, um, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming up. So, as always, Doc, thanks for joining me. That was a blast. Pleasure, man. Everybody, have fun this weekend. That was episode 18 of Benched with Bubba. Thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, we will catch you all later.